Okay, good morning. Friday, Pashas Bamidbar. The week before we enter into the holiday of Shavuos. So the Pasha Bamidbar always takes place the, before the holiday of Shavuos. And so therefore the Rebbe points out that by definition it has to be an introduction to the holiday of Shavuos and the receiving of the Torah at Mount Sinai. In fact, the opening verse talks about Midbar Sinai. Bamidbar, that's the whole name of this week's parasha, and the name, in fact, of the entire Chumash is Bamidbar, where Moshe gives the sense, takes the census of all of B'nai Yisrael. And this parasha Bamidbar is always and consistently appears before the holiday of Shavuos. The Shalah teaches us, and the Rebbe quotes this in many, many places, that the parashiyot ha that fall out around <coughs> our chagim is not random, that just because we started with Bereshis on Simchas Torah and we intend to end Vizot HaBracha, the end of the Torah, the next Simchas Torah, that's not, so it's not just random and coincidental of where during the course of the year the Torah portions fall out. The Shalah says, and the Rebbe quotes always, that there's a connection between the Torah portions and the holidays around which they fall out. So this week's parasha by Midbar Sinai talks about, is, is right before Shavuos. What's the theme of this week's parasha by Midbar Sinai? So obviously, when we've talked about it earlier in the week, by Midbar Sinai is all about, the whole parasha is about counting Jewish people. And the obvious message is that there's, since everybody is counted as one, there's nobody who counts for more than one, even though he may be Moshe or Aaron or one of the Nesim, etc., etc., etc. Nobody counts for more than one person, right? In the original Constitution of the United States, everyone gets real nervous about this. They said that, was it African Americans were counted as what? Three quarters, two thirds? Huh? Yes, it's a complete distortion of what really happened. It was, they, they were, on the contrary, they were being given rights. Instead, they say they, made it, they weren't given full human rights. This was already a step in the direction of their civil rights. But I don't get into the politics of it. But only the Constitution could come up with this idea to call a human less than a full human. Right? The Torah, by contrast, in today's parsha makes it very, very clear. It makes no difference if you are the Nasi or Moshe or Aaron, you don't count for more than one. And it makes no difference if you're just a simple guy. Later on, the Torah is going to be described the wood choppers and the water carriers. It makes no difference. You also still count as one. And every single person has to be there in order to be able to, for, for us, to receive the Torah. But let's take it one step further. The truth of the matter is, Moshe is not a water carrier. We're going to have two weeks from now, we're going to have the interaction with, between Hashem and Miriam and Aaron, where Hashem says to the two of them, who do you really think you are? You know who your brother Moshe is? I talk to your brother face to face. We're buds. How dare you speak about Moshe? So 
no matter what you're going to say, you can't call Moshe the same as everybody else. He's Moshe, the greatest Navi we ever have. All other subsequent leaders of the Jewish people will be called the Moshe Rabbeinu of their generation, etc., etc., all the things associated with that. So why? So what really is this theme? So the Rebbe teaches us a very beautiful thought. The Torah starts, why does the Torah talk about the Midbar Sinai and the Sinai Desert? What does the desert have to do with anything? They, the Torah was given at Mount Sinai. Why does it, and not only that, we named the Parshim Midbar, we named the whole book by Midbar. What's the emphasis on Midbar Sinai? Midbar, the Rebbe says, according to Chassidus, is the concept of Bittal. Self-abnegation and self-nullification. So it turns out there's a two-step process through which one can truly create absolute unity of the Jewish people. And it is this absolute unity of the Jewish people that is a necessary prerequisite for us to be able to receive the Torah. We're receiving the Torah again next Friday. So for us to be able to receive the Torah again, this is the prerequisite. The first step is a step of Midbar, Bittal, self-nullification. The desert, symbolically, is the great equalizer. Everybody needs food there, everybody needs water there. And so Bittal means a recognition and on a mystical level, a recoiling into your source. True bittel happens when kenel of ne'avuka, the term used in Kabbalah Chassidus, like a candle in the presence of a gigantic conflagration. I tried this, by the way. The first time we learned in Chassidus, we then went to our science teacher and asked to conduct this experiment. And it was amazing to watch it, how it happens. If you have a very, very large flame and you come over it to it with a lit candle, so normally the flame is always going up, right? As you get closer and closer to the big fire, the flame literally turns to point towards the fire. And then when you get really, really close, the visual looks like the flame leaps off the candle into the big fire. That's what it looks like. We asked our science teacher how he explains it. He said it's, fires need oxygen. And so it's sucking all the oxygen. That's why it turns that way and ultimately leaps. Okay, fine. So there's a scientific explanation for it as well. But Chassidus says that this is the ultimate bittel. This is the symbolism of the ultimate bittel, where a person recognizes that he is only a nair, a small flame, in comparison to the gigantic light of Hashem. And so by definition, his desire is to be able to leap out of his candle and leap into the gigantic flame. That's the Midbar part. But we specifically call it Midbar Sinai. What is Sinai? Sinai is a mountain. So by definition, it means you're lifting yourself up above the world. So if you approach your relationship with the world and your relationship with others by first having Midbar, 
first engaging in self-nullification and self-abnegation, and then bringing your own personality into the conversation, then showing and experiencing your unique qualities, the ways that you are on a mountain compared to everybody else, then you've done it right. And even though subsequently you're the Nasi, you're the leader, you're the big shot, you're whatever you are, and, and yes, it's true, compared to the water carrier or the wood chopper, you're in a much higher plane. But you will still be able to achieve the perfect unity because you started with the self-nullification. You started with the self-abnegation and then you brought your personality into it. And that's really the message of this week's parasha. And that's how our, the, the, what we need to emulate as a hachana, as a preparation for the revelation at Mount Sinai coming up this week. So let's all <coughs> throw ourselves into being truly, truly connected to Hashem so that we can subsequently, within our own individuality, be truly, truly connected to every single Yid. And it is that achtos, that oneness, that connection, connectivity, that bringing us all closer together that will bring us the merit and the ability to experience the revelation of Mashiach and it will be we'll experience the new revelation of Torah which will come with the new Matan Torah at the Besamikdash Ashlishi with the coming of Mashiach and the Geula. May it happen now. Amen. Shabbat Shalom and L'chaim.